So now what? We spent some time in our last episode discussing some of the many challenges we faced this past summer. It's time now to think about what's next. Where do we go from here? This is Camp Code, another innovative podcast brought to you by Go Camp Pro. Camp Code is dedicated to helping you create and facilitate the most effective leadership training so we can raise the bar for professionalism and preparedness of our staff. You can find our show notes and our blog for summer camp leaders and directors at gocamp.pro. You don't leave camp because you love the office. UltraCamp has everything you need to manage your program so you can spend more time doing what you love. Manage staff, register campers, take payments, and direct communication all in one place. Welcome to Camp Code, a podcast brought to you by GoCamp Pro. We have seen a lot of changes in our industry over the last 10 years since our podcasting adventure first began. The landscape certainly looks very different as we head into the 2023 camp season, and yet the importance of a well-thought-out staff training remains the same. This season, we delve into new topics, new ideas for skill development, coping strategies, and ways to support our staff to bring their very best. Yes, the what has certainly changed in the last 10 years, but the why remains the same. Join us this season as we talk about, share, and discover fresh and innovative ways to create a purposeful, thoughtful, and intentional leadership training. And before we dive into all of the genius and new ideas, I want to start off with some intros. So Beth, will you start us off, please? Absolutely. I'm Beth Allison, co-owner of Camp Hacker and Go Camp Pro, and my pronouns are she and her. And I am a camp consultant and trainer from Ontario, Canada. Great. Gabrielle? And my name is Gabrielle Real. I'm one of the camp directors of Camp Boro. Camp Boro is an all-girls camp in the Laurentians, and we focus on creating a positive space for girls and gender minorities. And my pronouns are she, her. Thank you much. And I'm Ruby Compton. My pronouns are she, her. I am the chief exploration officer for Ruby Outdoors, uh, which is a fancy way to say that I'm self-employed. So I do training and support for camps and outdoor programs all across the country and the world, but I'm based in Western North Carolina in the heart of the Blue Ridge Mountains. And very excited to be back on the podcast. Missed y'all. Yay, Ruby. It's been a long time. Yeah, uh, we missed well, you last week. Oh, we missed so you. I missed you all. Uh, <laughs> well, it's like uh, when a staff member goes on a day off and then they come back or when, <laughs> when your best friend goes on a day off, but your yes. day off the next day and you're like, what? And then it's, you've been two days apart and that's devastating. And there's so much to catch up on. <laughs> there's so much like you don't even know. <laughs> It's perfect. Well, today we are talking about where do we go from here? And our first episode of season 10, we heard all about Gabs this summer at Camp Waro. We heard a lot from her and many other camp directors. And I would, I would agree. This is a lot of the things y'all talked about are the same things I heard from my network of people about a few key issues this summer, dealing with COVID-19, the mental health of our staff and campers, and of course, the other staffing concerns that came because of the first two issues. So today we'd like to do some diving into what's next. How do we pick up the pieces, process it all, plan for the next season to be even more prepared to help our staff have a positive and successful experience. 
So where do we start? What should we be focusing on at this time of year, especially if we've had a stressful or challenging camp season? Beth, what are your ideas to start us off? So first of all, give yourself some grace. I have heard more hair curling stories this year from camp directors than ever before. It has been one incredible camp season. So if you feel like it was your most difficult, exhausting summer yet, know that you are not alone and don't beat yourself up about it. Be kind. Treat yourself like you would any staff member who came to you and said, I'm struggling. I also think we need to really give ourselves the gift of time to process what happened this summer. And the amount of time is going to be different for everybody. But allow yourself to feel all of the feelings. Sit with them for a while. But take this time. And now that now that it's really important, we have to process the summer before we can do anything constructive to move forward. So really make sure you allow yourself this gift of time. Process your feelings, identify them, label them, accept them. And then before you gather your leadership team or your board members or your parent council or whomever you work with to assess and review and plan for the future of your organization, be sure that you've also encouraged them to process their feelings about the summer. Maybe there are some journal prompts you can give them or topics to think about but you need to give yourselves the gift of processing. Just jumping into solution mode at this point is not going to be as effective as you'd like it to be. So give yourself some time. That's where I'd start. Yeah, that just makes me think of singing the Hootie and the Blowfish song, Time. I'm not going to sing it right now because I don't want to like copyright, whatever. But go listen to that song right now and give yourself some of that. Uh, great. Thanks for kicking us off. Um, mm -hmm. Gabs, what would you add? I think I'm, I think I'm in, in that space that Beth is talking about. Um, I like the grace part where I, was, I didn't do that. I'm like, I need to process and process really well and figure this out. And, and I'm like, oh, wait, maybe a little grace with that would be, uh, would be nice, a little kindness. Um, I'm at a place where I know that I don't know necessarily what next steps to take. I know that um, I know that where I need to spend time processing is are the things that I feel the most confused about um, from the past summer. I, I do feel that confusion for me is something that is really, really a helpful tool. It means that it's a, it's something to walk towards uh, and to figure out. So if I'm, if, if somebody's confused about maybe staff and, um, and, and, that that generation that you're maybe not totally uh, feeling confident on leading, I think that's something to walk towards. And if you're confused about mental wellness, I think that's something to walk towards. Um, anything that's confusing, overwhelming, upsetting, frustrating, infuriating, I think it's something to walk towards. So for me, that's one of my first steps is to walk towards that. And then second, it's to also step into spaces that are um, absolutely. I think camp spaces are really important for validation and, um, and to also know that you weren't alone. And I also know some camps that didn't have such a tough summer, um, but the majority have had. And I think sharing that, sharing those experiences are just validating and helpful. And there's some nuggets of information, but I think there's also some, um, value in stepping outside of the camp community and attending conferences for, uh, I know that there's some really great conferences um, on uh, mental wellness for youth 
that I'm thinking of attending um, that are online conferences, um, just going outside of our circle um, to see how other industries might be addressing some of these challenges um, so that we can format it for ourselves. And we only need, as camp people, we only need one or two ideas and that branches into a gorgeous tree. So I, that's that's sort of the space I'm going in. I'm, I'm thinking about the things that are frustrating that I'm confused about and I'm getting validation from my own community, um, hearing what they've been through and um, and taking that as a sign that I need to, I, I need to adapt um, for my kids and for my staff and, um, and, and then also look outside of our industry to see what other people are doing. FYI, other people are also very confused though. I've, I've already talked to some people. They're like, even therapists, child psychiatrists are like, I don't know what's happening, but you know, in a way I think we'll find each other and we'll, we'll start coming up with solutions. Genius, genius, genius. Um, I'm going to say something less uh, heartfelt and more bottom line, which is raise your prices. Do it. If you haven't yet, now is the time. Uh, if you're looking at your budget yes, yes, next yes. year, yes. Go, ahead and, go ahead and plan for upping your staff pay that pretty much any material you're going to buy is going to be more expensive than any vendor that you use. Prices are going up and everywhere. I, and I know that we want to be like, but it's camp and not everyone's going to have access. And like, there are other ways to deal with that and manage that. And many of our camps and our camp families can afford to put more money towards camp. And so we need to at least set that baseline a little bit higher so that we have the money to pay staff more like what they're worth um, so that we have the ability to, to get the resources that we need. And if you turn to me and say like, well, we can't do that cool, then I, the thing that I've been telling people to do for the last two years is you need to simplify your program then and not need as many supplies or not need right. as many staff. You're going to have to do more with less, but that doesn't mean asking your people to do more. So plan for your camp program to be a little smaller. Um, this is not the time I think to chase the money. I think it's the time to take care of your people. Um, and, and I think taking care of your staff means being able to pay them what they're worth. Um, so, and, and prices are going up everywhere. So everybody kind of expects it. <laughs> and as frustrating and stressful as it is, and as hard as that is, uh, especially in, in many populations ac across, uh, the cultures we're in right now, um, I think that there are a lot of folks that just are going to go, eh, yeah, okay, that's part of it. And so if, if you haven't done that yet, go get your budget right now and, and add some zeros. <laughs> like really, truly, I can't say it enough. Um, because mm -hmm. if you don't want to find yourself in May going like, ah, we don't actually have the money that we need to do anything or to, to staff. And then you're going to find yourself closing camp or not being able to do training or not be able to have as many campers. So mm -hmm. do it now. Just go ahead and do it now. Um, you're protecting yourself. You're protecting your team. You're protecting your organization. And, um, and especially when it comes to staffing, it puts you in positions, hopefully to, to hire the amount of staff or the type of staff that you need, but you're right. Everything has, has gone up. Uh, flour has gone up. Gas has gone up. We all know this. Um, the simplest of things have, I think air, there's a tax on it now. So careful. Um, so just, just it, it, everything has gone up. So we won't be able to sustain 
our our organizations with with even just raising a percent or two up. It's not enough to sustain our our organizations and and probably maybe share that with with if you're part of an organization that's a non for profit that that gets um, that gets uh, donations sent is is maybe also sharing that with those those individuals saying our prices have gone up and we need to to raise more um, so that we can we can do what we do. Um, it's, it's a, I love that Ruby. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Go ahead. Beth. I was just going to say, adding on to that Gabs is to make sure that if you are worried, if what Ruby said makes you go, <gasps> um, then you need to talk to your donors. Cause I'm guessing it's the people who run the not-for-profit camps that are going to have a little bit of a, a heart attack with that, um, concept, but is to plan now to figure out ways to plush up your campership fund so that you can help those who won't be able to afford your increase in prices a little bit more. So for those camps that um, whose parents or family members will notice uh, that camp has gone up and may not be able to afford that. Yep. hundred uh, percent agree. And yeah, that idea of getting that in front of your donors and, and being that being part of the story you're telling this year, I think that's pretty critical. So. Oh, and with that story, because I think there's, it's you can, it's quite easy to explain why our prices have gone up, and it's gone up because of the price of food, gas, etc. But it's also we need the support to, to do what we need to do for our campers. So I think there's there's a beautiful story actually, um, in in that there's a there's actually it's 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 a way of getting our story out there, but as well as getting what we need to to have as as successful of a summer as possible. Great. We're going to take a short break and hear from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with more ideas. I promise they won't sting as much as that one did. Maybe. Exclusive to Camp Code listeners, our sponsor, Ultra Camp, has offered a free guide called Five Unique Ways to Connect with Campers Outside of Camp. And you can download that by visiting ultracampmanagement.com slash campcode. Do you ever feel like you spend so much time in the office that you've got no time left for camp? The folks at Ultra Camp know you didn't get into camping to do paperwork. So they created software to help camp professionals like yourself handle camp registration quickly and efficiently. They have pricing that is transparent and flexible, and that means that you can rest easy and focus on what's important, your campers. There are no long-term contracts, they have clear pricing with no hidden costs, at a low minimum entry and flexible payment terms. UltraCamp's goal is to provide resources so their clients can spend more time in camp doing what they do best. If all this doesn't sound like your registration software, don't you think it should? Visit their website, ultracampmanagement.com slash camp code and set up a time to chat. They look forward to talking with you. And we're back. All right. Got another go round on uh, what else we should be thinking about doing and where should we be focusing our efforts now in order to get the most from next season. Beth? For me, I think whatever happens, know that you don't have to do it alone. So for many of our Camp Code listeners, you are the only full-time staff member. You are the sole person in charge of it all at this time of year, or maybe there's one other person on your team. I totally get that. That's how I operated for decades. 
the beauty of camp directing in the age of technology is you can connect with people literally all over the world to bounce ideas off of, learn from, ask questions, share your concerns. So right now at this time of year, take some time to build yourself two things. Number one, your allies. And number two, a library of resources. There are online groups to belong to and ones that cost nothing at all, like Summer Camp Pro's Facebook page or ICF or your local and national associations. And for some of us, after a long summer of reaching out, connecting and just giving and giving and giving, it seems like a big ask to find new connections, but it'll be totally worth it even for those of us who are introverts. But do some research of other camps in your area or ones that are similar to your setup and send an email or pick up the phone. I guarantee you that there is somebody out there who's more than willing to chat or answer a question or think of an idea with you. Create that group of colleagues who share your values and your purpose, but who also do things differently than you do. And then, you know, meet weekly or monthly or whatever works for you, but build up that network of support. And if you're doing any kind of review and revision and you work for a board, they need to be involved in that too. So spend time with them processing your summer and dreaming for the future. And I'll talk a bit more about how to do that part later, but don't leave the board members out. Speaking from personal experience, it might be a whole lot easier to leave them out of this and just deal with your staff, but it will behoove you in many ways to have a board on board with any new vision or changes that you wish to make. And if you've been cultivating your board relationships, as we've been talking about over the last 10 years, there are likely experts on the team on your board who can add some great value. So cultivate that team and your allies and people who will be there as your support team. And secondly, gather a library of resources. So this is the time to use those colleagues and those contacts, create lists of TED Talks or books or podcasts or conference handouts to find out about upcoming professional development opportunities and ones, as Gab talked about before, that are not just in our industry, that but could absolutely have us thinking outside the box. So even if you work alone at this time of year, you're never alone in this industry. So be sure to find some time to find your people, make those connections, and share the load. So smart, so smart. Mm-hmm. Gabrielle, what would you add? I would, I would have, I would add. Um, um, I, was, I was thinking of of something called a dream team, but I'm thinking of like more dream needs. And I think that um, for me, this summer, 2020, I felt like I don't know what 2021 is going to bring because we didn't have campers; we were allowed to have campers. And then 2021, we had such strict and very weird rules that we had to follow that there was no way that that type of camp that we were running could be a thumbprint or a path for what, what to expect for the next year. And I think finally this year, I have a better understanding on what I need to prepare for. I actually, I don't know what I need to prepare for, but I know at least the ground that I stood on is it's solid. And I can, I can say, okay, these were the issues. I don't know how to tackle those issues, but um, I know that these are the issues and I, and that gives me actual comfort, even though it was uh, literally one of the hardest summers I ever had, and I'm still tired from it. Um, but for me to tackle any issues, it, I need to also understand what the needs of our different community members are. Um, everything has changed. And I, and, and I do feel like Ruby, you've said this a couple of times, but 
we're not going back to normal. We're not going back to typical. This is, this is it. This is where we are and we have to pivot. Um, that there's no, that's what we have to do. And so for me, I want to create a dream need teams, um, from parents. What do parents need? Um, first year parents, second year parents, those have been with us for seven years. Um, our staff members getting a small sample and asking what their needs are, even if I know some of it might sound unrealistic, maybe some of their needs aren't possible, but I think it's important to explore those needs and see at least if we're able to accommodate them and adjust. And if we can't fully adjust, then how do we communicate that back to our staff members, our volunteers or our alumni, what are their needs or what is, what's the type of support that they can bring forward? And yes, our campers. I think that there's sometimes, I what I noticed this summer, that our campers really just loved almost anything that we were doing. Um, but there was definitely mental wellness issues that arose like I've never seen before. And the want for them to be at camp, the want for them to build community, but how are we supporting them? And how what's that impact on, on them having a camper in their group that's maybe struggling or even themselves struggling. What are their needs? What do they want? Um, one of my campers said to me, um, I think because we we're just so excited this summer to get back to a bunch of different programs that we wanted to do. We might've skipped perhaps in our first session, uh, some of our team building stuff that kind of might seem lame, but getting to know each other and their names, we we brushed over that. And one of, our, one of my campers said, I I kind of wish we had like those like boring games that I kind of rolled my eyes at, but I kind of don't know everybody's name. And I was like, oh, dang it. People's names are important. You're right. <laughs> I wanted to get right to the fun. And she was like, I wanted it to do, but now I'm like day seven and I'm like, wait, what's her name? You know? So um, I think like those type of things also give us as camp directors confidence in saying, oh, that thing that we used to do, or that thing that we did this summer that didn't seem like such a big deal was a big deal. And I think that helps with, with, creating that direction. So dream needs, I think, and, and getting the needs of our different communities that we serve, which involve the adults in our campers' lives, our staff members, our alumni, our board members, um, I think is going to be very, very helpful in, in deciding what we need to shift within our organization and where we need to learn more maybe and um, educate ourselves more in. Right on. Yeah, and, and that's a good segue into um, my next tip, which what I really saw in, in my training season and then what I heard and kind of what I've seen in the workforce over the last couple of years, but really strikingly so this summer, is that we need to plan whenever we are training or teaching someone to do something, be that a staff member or a camper or whatever, but I would especially say for staff, plan more practice than we ever have in the past. I've seen staff asking for more practice. Like, I want to try that again. Even if it's like, okay, we ran this scenario once. Let's run that scenario one more time. The same exact scenario. I want to try it one more time. That repetition that, you know, when I was coming along, like, it was like, you saw the class once in training and then you were teaching it. And that's not good enough anymore. The expectation is higher. And so we have to allow and create space for people to practice and practice again and practice more than we think they need to for them to feel confident to step forward and, and do that role or do that job. And like, 
again, I'm going to make the assumption that all three of us kind of lived in that world of like, we all knew that the first week of staff of camp is staff training still, and you're still going to screw stuff up. And, and so much learning happens when you finally do it. But I've seen much more hesitation to step up and do a thing without a lot more practice on the front end. So that's something I want people to be thinking about. And, and it's drastically changed how I lead games and activities and, and lead training because I'm just trying to way less of me talking and way more of them just practicing, 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 practicing. I love that Ruby. I, I, even, even though I'm part of this podcast, I need to hear that over and over again. Experiential learning is so important and it's important in, in, in nailing it. And it's also important in building confidence. Um, and, and, uh, and it also, I think it takes away ambiguity as well. Um, and so it's, it's just such a helpful reminder. And I, I, uh, keep saying it every other podcast, make sure that's one of your things. <laughs> Don't worry. It's, I think it's going to be a theme this season. Cause I, I heard it loud and clear. Um, in a couple different avenues last year. So, um, Beth, I bet you have some more thoughts on this question. <laughs> Anything I have else? A few more, just a couple. Yeah, okay. More. Um, okay. So you've taken the time to process your feelings and to gather your people and your resources. So now it's time to get together either in person or virtually and discuss the events of the summer. And then what, if any changes you want to make for next year. So please be sure to set aside enough time for this particular exercise. It can't be done in an hour or an afternoon and sometimes not even a whole day. So if you know there's a lot that you need to think about and plan for, then you need to set aside time for several meetings where you're dividing your focus into subtopics and you're allowed allowing time for reflection as well as giving time for every voice to be heard. And if you're able, I recommend bringing in an objective facilitator who can keep your folks on task and who might have the experience of pulling out the common threads that they hear from your group. But if you can't afford a facilitator, I have a few bits of advice for you when you're running this kind of a reflection exercise. So these six ideas I got from Shane Safir on Twitter, and I don't know if they're Shane's ideas or not, but Shane didn't reference anybody else. So here goes. So in your meeting... Shane suggests that you talk less and smile more. So if you're running this meeting, it makes people feel more comfortable and at ease and like their thoughts are valued. So you're talking less and you're giving them those opportunities to have their voices heard. Number two, be sure that you ask way more questions than you give answers. So try to avoid that instinct to rationalize things the way we're handled last summer, but asking questions always keeps us open to new possibilities. So make sure more questions and answers in this type of exercise. Number three is ritualize reflection and revision. If you've ever listened to Camp Code podcast, we talk a lot about rituals and the importance of them. So make it special. Make it a part of your camp culture to do this. You know how to create rituals for your staff community. So use that knowledge and experience to make this type of exercise something that folks get excited about, look forward to, actually enjoy, and feel honored to be a part of. Four, make learning public. So share your experiences online. Show your campers and their families that you value growth and trying to uh, try new things and learning from mistakes. Keep 
everybody updated on any changes that you plan to make and tell them why and share your insights, not only with your camp family, but also with the greater camp community, because we're all about sharing. We talk about that all the time. Number five, he says, is circle up. So when you're done with your day or your days of facilitated discussion, bring everybody in, ask them how they're feeling about things. Thank them profusely for helping you to make camp better. Don't ever just say, well, time's up. See you soon. Take advantage of those last few minutes of your time together to circle up. And if you're in person, do it literally. It makes people feel like they've been a part of something special. And number six, feedback is so important. When it's all said and done, be sure to ask for their feedback from your staff or your board members or whomever has joined you in this process and share your feedback too. And of course, you're going to have front loaded this, that that was part of your revision ritual so that they'll be ready for it and understand what you're looking for and that you're looking for honest, well thought out feedback that you will take seriously and will help you all to move forward in the right direction. And finally, one last little tip, if you're looking to sort of simplify that facilitation of these really important discussions post difficult summer, why not try using three headings, purpose, prosperity, and possibilities. So what's your purpose? How did you fulfill it this summer? Did you fulfill it this summer? How can you fulfill it better next summer? In what ways can your camp see prosperity in 2023? So I do mean financially, but I also mean growth and success in your programming, in your camper and staff development, in your campers' well-being and welfare. And finally, what are the new and exciting possibilities ahead for 2023? What can you get you and your staff pumped up about and inspired for for next season? So I put that in just for Ruby, a little bit of alliteration, purpose, prosperity, and possibilities. All right, I've decided those are my three words for this year, apparently. <laughs> genius, that's genius. Oh, I love it. All right, uh, Gabrielle, did you have anything else you wanted to add about what's next? Where do we go? I just want to say, like, when I do like the recap, my when I take my notes, I have like one section for myself, one section for Ruby, and I have three sections for Beth because it always gets filled up. And I've learned, like, I'm always like, no, this is best section. And now I'm like, wise. And I'm like, I have three sections for Beth. And I'm glad that I have them because I can't keep up with writing everything. Um, I'm going to do, yeah, I have one last thing. I, take a class, take a class in anything that you're interested in. If it's lamp making, do that. If it's um, you, you want to work on time management, do that. Um, do something that's interesting to you. Not some, not a should, but a could maybe. Um, I find that when I take a class, I learn so much about how, especially if it's something that I'm passionate about and I find something that's passionate about that. I learn so much about how they lead, how they teach, um, and how they get their message across. And it puts me back into a student's seat and it just allows, it's a type of, I find a form of meditation. And when, especially when it's something that I enjoy, I see a million different links that link to camp, that link to myself, that link to staff training. And it also in some ways alleviates some pressure within myself on when I'm trying to do all the things. And I see an instructor doing some of the things and I'm so grateful for some of the things. Um, so for, for me, there's, uh, I I'm really enjoying Domestica, which is, um, an online training, an online program for creatives, but they have a whole bunch of other programs and they're so, so fun. And it's not that expensive per class, maybe $20 American Canadian ish, you know, 
but there's some really, really cool stuff. And even how they're presenting online is so interesting to me. So for, I, I think invest in yourself is it's going to be so helpful in what you're doing. And, and I think it gives you a little bit of space that's necessary to tackle the summer that you're going to be tackling, which we're all so grateful that you're still in the camping industry. Thank you for being here. We Yay. appreciate you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and I'll add on to that. My last little tip is if you haven't put your vacation plans on the calendar yet for 2023 and yes. or 2024, um, I, when I got to go down the Grand Canyon, like almost 10 years ago now, oh my gosh, it's so long ago. Um, the our leader talked about how you know you get off of a trip and you get the post expedition sad because you're like oh this is really cool now what am I gonna do so he was like I always have something else on the calendar to look forward to so uh, go ahead and and ask for those dates off even if you don't know where you're gonna go yet um, I've already got my next vacation for September of 2023 on the calendar like deposit paid so think about getting that on there too. Um, cause it'll, it'll help you see that light at the end of the tunnel. It'll help you have something else to work for. And it gives you something else fun to work on, uh, when you need a brain break or need to do a little dreaming or need to have some creative time. And it, and it gives you some place to direct some of those efforts, um, and get you back in that like happy, good feeling space. So, uh, highly, highly recommend putting your vacation plans on the calendar now. It's a doctor's note. We're not doctors, but we're going to give it to you anyways. <laughs> you need to take vacay. So important. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, I, uh, anything else anybody wants to throw out before we head on to the recap? Recap, No, I'm excited for the recap. Recap, recap. recap. All right. So (laughs) thanks Ruby. Every once in a while you sing with me. I love it. Um, okay. So today uh, shocker start with self, uh, myself, Beth and Ruby all started with self, even with different directions. For Beth, it's giving grace, uh, processing how you feel. For me, it's you know walking towards the confused, the awkward, the frustrating. For Ruby, it's let's check out your prices and let's bring it up. This is necessary for making sure that you're listening to your internal compass because you're leading the ship. And if you're not completely leading the ship, you're very close to somebody that is. So all of this processing, all of this work that we're doing at the very beginning must, must, must start with self. And I'll start, go right back to the end that Ruby talked about is taking time to yourself. So yes, it feels like we don't have any time. There's so many things that we need to do and therefore we have to start right now. And that's not actually true. You need to take care of you first. You need that rest time. You need a different perspective. And why not take a class that interests you so that that helps you with that perspective. Take care of yourself. Vacay is necessary. You heard it from the three doctors that didn't graduate from anywhere. You must take that vacay and maybe even take a class that is really interesting and exciting for you. Nextly, surround yourself. Okay, we graduated, just not from medical school. (laughs) Okay. That's very fair. So we're clear. (laughs) Yes. Nextly, we want to make sure that we surround ourselves with people that can support us. Allies, uh, parents, uh, alumni, our board members, bring them into our inner circle. We can't do it by ourselves. We're biting off maybe more than we can chew. This is a whole new world. We have that's very important to acknowledge and accept, and we do need to pivot, but you can't pivot a whole ship by yourself. You need a community to do that. So maybe create a dream needs team where you're asking questions and you're listening to what people are saying and what their needs and then process, is that possible for your organization? What are some things that you can change? What are some things that we can pivot? What are some things that we're going to keep? 
All of this is important information on going on to next steps, which is building the community that we need to run the ship that we have. And when we're running that ship, let's look at practice, 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 making sure that our staff members are feeling confident in what we're doing, making sure that our family members are aware on why we're doing what we are doing. And let's look at best triple P's, purpose, process, and prosperity. When we're doing all of these conversations, we want to make sure that we are listening, that we are smiling, and that we're setting an intentional goal for those community members. Take care of yourself first, bring in the people that are going to be supporting you, and then help them create a clear direction on where we're going next. You missed it, didn't you, Ruby? You missed the recap. I, I was going to say that, like, I was tearing up a little bit. So. <laughs> we graduated from school. I apologize for that. <laughs> We all did. <laughs> Just needed a Just minute. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, my friends, I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode and that you will choose to get involved with the podcast. You can tell us your thoughts on the episode by using the hashtag camp code on your social media of choice. You can also tell us what topics you'd like for us to discuss, any guests you'd recommend we have on the show, any great leadership training tips you have to share. We'd love to hear from you because we are all about sharing in this industry. And... Speaking of sharing, if you have found this podcast to be useful, it would be so sweet if you could leave a rating and review for us in your podcasting app. Your feedback helps keep the show going and helps folks find the show. So please, please, please take a moment to do so. Uh, if you can want to be in touch with any of us, you can check out our show page or show notes um, in your podcasting app and it'll have our contact info there. And for our next podcast, you will get to hear an interview about how to best set up your international staff in training. Ooh, la la. Uh, so our final segment on each podcast is a best practice for leadership training. And we would love to hear some of your most memorable moments or most effective tips. You can tell us what they are using the hashtag camp code. And this week's best practice comes from Beth. Shockingly, I've come across a quote that I love, uh, and it helps me focus my energies in the right places with the people who work with me and for me. So this is the quote, beneath every behavior, there is a feeling, and beneath each feeling is a need. And when we meet that need, rather than focus on the behavior, we begin to deal with the cause, not the symptom. And that's brilliant quote is from Ashley Warner. So take some time now to review the behavior of your staff this past summer that you found really challenging. And you can certainly do this with your campers as well, but sit down perhaps with your leadership team and make a list of all the behaviors that gave you great pause or concern or just made you lose sleep because you didn't have the answers. And after you've got your list, try to put yourself in the shoes of the people who exhibited these behaviors. What might they have been feeling at the time? Make another list and again, use your leadership team's input or your alumni's input or whoever else was there to witness some of these things. Your staff may have seen even more concerning behaviors than you did. Remember, these may have been behaviors that they witnessed and dealt with, but didn't necessarily bring up with you at the time because there was so much to bring up this past summer. But when you have a discussion about what people may have been feeling at the time, it's easier to think about what they may have needed in those moments. So taking the time now to think about what your staff need can help you set up new practices or protocols or training sessions or outreach through the year, 
all those things will help us deal with the causes of these behaviors rather than the symptoms. And it'll help us to be more prepared for a stronger, more supportive community for 2023. So beneath every behavior, there's a feeling and beneath each feeling is a need. And when we meet that need, rather than focus on the behavior, we begin to deal with the cause and not the symptom. Thanks for that nugget. That's a really smart one as we carry forward planning for 2023. Camp Code is a part of the Go Camp Pro podcast network. Check out all our other podcasts at gocamp.pro slash podcasts. There are seven podcasts in all, each with a different focus to help as many camp folks as we can. Give them a listen. And from all of us here at Camp Code, thanks for the listening, friends. Please remember, no other industry shares their best practices the way summer camps do. If you use an idea you heard on a GoCamp Pro podcast, please be professional and remember to give credit where credit is due. The Camp Code is brought to you by GoCamp Pro. Thanks for the listening, friends. Camp Hacker, bringing your world into focus.